So you were asking um, if I posted new episodes as of late, um, sporadically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke to a couple of members of the community about addiction. And one of the episodes was posted. The other one will be posted soon. Okay. And then um, I also had discussions with uh, Jeannie, the woman with which I'm doing the THC experiment. Did yes. I tell you about that? You mentioned it to see if you, on you know, by smoking or consuming THC crystals, if you can tell if it was indica or sativa derived. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yes. I think yes. that's fascinating. Which is actually tying up to our uh, discussion yes. today. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. To Decoding Cannabis. Thanks um, for I having have, me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I always enjoy your your company. So I have a, a confession to make to our listeners. Uh, Jessica and I actually got together uh, a few, you know, whatever, a couple of months ago. Yeah, maybe. maybe months. We're Time two flies. smarties, don't know how to track time. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we think it was a few weeks. I was about to say weeks, too. I bet it was at least a couple of months. Between a few weeks and a few months ago. Yes, yes, there you go. That's the smarty answer. <laughs> and um, we, you know, I, I inhaled marijuana and I, you know, I just, I started talking nonstop and I was extremely uh, possessive. <laughs> Of of the mic and uh, I also partook and felt a little intimidated by the mic, so <laughs> the dichotomy was off. I think. <laughs> yeah, and then when I re-listened to it, I was like, "Wow!" You know, <laughs> it was it was intense. Um, I actually remember what we smoked. We did a little experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, we smoked spiritual punk by Root Down, right. and but you didn't know what we smoked. I did not. And the whole thing was to have you to see if you would think it was sativa or if, or if it was indica. Right. And you Im- pretty much immediately detected it as sativa. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I think it's sativa. But the interesting thing is, even though it was uh, excellent marijuana, yeah, I really love um, most of the stuff that Root Down mm-hmm. makes. Me too. Um, even though that it, they did tag it as indica. And that was interesting, interesting yeah. you know, to discover. Um, was so, it, uh, okay, question about that. Was it any kind of hybrid or was it a strong indica? Because, I mean, I I generally have a pretty um, accurate response to indicas and sativas. Like the standard indicas are drowsing to me and sativas are energetic to me. And that was very energetic. So I didn't know if it was a, any kind of a hybrid but or indica dominant or if it was just like a, a purer indica strain. Did it have that information? I think it, it was sativa, but it says that it was indica. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, wow. So I want to answer your question, but of course it triggered <laughs> other questions from, from me. Uh, so I will say that if I recall, recall correctly, mm-hmm. amongst the uh, diarrhea of, of <laughs> narrative that I've bombarded the mic with... <laughs> That we did have a moment in which I rated it to be um, 30, 70 sativa mm-hmm. percentage wise. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, I thought 28. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. We were really close to the so same we were, number. Yeah. We both, so yeah. I, I would estimate it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, root down only says indica or sativa. Okay. Uh, they, don't, they don't tell you what it is. Gotcha. I do have a strain of marijuana that um, maybe I can give you a, a, a sample with before you leave okay you feel like you tested it's rated by the company who makes it mm-hmm. which unfortunately i do not forget i do not remember the <laughs> name. 
as a hundred slash zero. Wow. And actually write it. One of the only companies that write it wow. as a percentage. Yeah. I'm, I guess they're smarties there. So don't tell me either way. <laughs> which which hundred, like if it's well, in the curves, know it's even, it's rated, then I'll know. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I guess. Okay. Um, I well, Okay. I guess I thought I already uh, divulged that information, but my okay. thing was like, uh, you wanted the test, yeah. right? Yeah. I think with this one, it's uh, the test I'm interested in is even though that you know it's a hundred slash zero, I always mm -hmm. say indica first. So I just oh, wrote, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um, we can do testing with many others. Yeah. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's easy. But with this one, I rather you know because yeah. I knew mm -hmm. and I want to match your experience with mine. Okay. And see what you'll think. Yeah. Rating wise. You know, rating wise. Of, okay. Yeah. And, and maybe next time we meet, we can talk about that one. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I should have maybe asked you to bring something for me. So <laughs> on that note, I did. Ooh, cool. I did bring something for you. Um, well, I just mentioned it. So uh, surprise is gone. But um, kind of separate from the Indica Sativa thing, I brought a CBD dominant strain. Uh, it's like 20 some 25 parts to one uh, in the ratio of CBD to THC. THC. So, you know, generally they don't really define too much as uh -huh. indica or sativa. Um, but I did bring you some to, <laughs> to try uh, yeah. out a CBD dominant strain because I, um, yeah, after our last session, I realized uh, I already know, but marijuana, of course, has certain effects on me. And I thought it kind of inhibited my ability to express yeah, yourself. my interactions yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i didn't want to make the same mistake twice <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah it's nice to be unaltered mm -hmm. when i don't suffer from anxiety right, right. <laughs> when mm -hmm. i have anxiety it's really hard for me yeah. um to focus mm -hmm. um yeah but so so great i would love to try that why don't we continue a little bit without mm -hmm. so um i can kind of sort of evaluate the way I think yeah. as I interact with you. Yes, yeah. And then uh, I will try to smoke it. So I've tried to smoke CBD strains mm -hmm. before. Um, pure, quote-unquote, CBD, which is not really, because there's always a percentage, small yeah. percentage of yeah. THC. But, and I could never quite tell what changed in my mind. Mm -hmm. I could tell something changed. Mm -hmm. um, I personally disagree with the notion that CBD is not psychoactive. Mm -hmm. The fact that it helps with to some people with anxiety tells us that it's psychoactive. Yes. So I think a lot of people have moved away from the non-psychoactive terminology to non-intoxicating mm -hmm. because, uh, yeah, I agree. It does have a psychoactive effect um, in that it can help with anxiety and depression and it, it does have an effect on your brain, uh, but it's not generally, I mean, it's not going to be an impairing effect. So I think, um, you know, the company I work for, bluegrass hemp oil yeah. uh and and myself when i speak on it um definitely refer to it more so as non-intoxicating because uh psychoactivity can be I, I guess we need to clarify what we exactly mean by psychoactivity yes, yes. Uh, but we can clearly demonstrate it's non-intoxicating and won't impair your your judgment your yeah. motor coordination but it does have a, a cognitive impact on people so. yeah i think that every time we um in a particular body of knowledge, a new word pops up mm -hmm. uh, that instead of saying what is, saying what's not, mm -hmm. like not intoxicating, right. uh, it means that there's a word to be invented because CBD does do something. Yes, yeah. But if we say it's psychoactive, people are kind of shying away. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, 
So I'm going to steer us back to the trunk of our thought, of our conversation, of this idea of indica versus, indica versus sativa. So mm-hmm. I'm doing this experiment with Jeannie, and uh, last time you and I met, we mm-hmm. tried it out. And the reason why it's so important to me, uh, not just as uh, a marijuana enthusiast, mm-hmm. but also as a metaphysicist who investigates and explores the human mind, is that there is a particular psychoactive impact Mm. to marijuana that is extremely, uh, well, let me me rephrase, that is very palpable and easily detectable Mm -hmm. between what we know as sativa strains, like the the ancient sativa strains and the indica strains. And that difference, unfortunately, that it's a metaphysical difference, which means it's nothing that we can point out concretely. Um, it's very etheric to describe. Something mm-hmm. shifts in the way we speak, in the way we think, in the manner with which we use our minds. And it's not something we say, oh, you know, my uh, body itches. It's not concrete. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a mental phenomena that is shifting. We know it has to do with our time perception. Um, and that difference is usually not, is not always taken into account when people tag marijuana in the stores and this a company like rude down i actually happened to meet the guy oh wow by accident i went to you know get a new strain and there you go there was a, wow. a little little table of rude down in the little store around the corner okay, from cool. here and uh it turns out that he's one of the people who names them wow. who, who tags them and he said he said listen to me it feels like an indica it's the flavor it's the this it's mm-hmm. the way i uh, it just like rolls on my tongue. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, his description was very concrete. Mm-hmm. It was wisey. Yeah. Wiseys are, you know, they they operate through experience. They 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 relate. Um, they relate to reality through the senses, through mm-hmm. the physical senses, and and so for him, the difference between sativa and indica was related to. Flavor mm-hmm. to uh, consistency of the flower, wow. and yeah, and so when I described to him, uh, I saw the finger in your mouth. <laughs> in I my saw mouth. the finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should I explain? I, mean, what I was going to say we probably should explain that. <laughs> oh yeah, I was instructed to uh, give a visual cue when I wanted to speak up because uh, I think that would be helpful <laughs> as I tend to just kind of sit there quietly and yeah. have something to say. <laughs> but I was able to somehow detect. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, I, okay. Do you think that uh, because YZs are um, more experiential through their uh, like senses that they would be better equipped to identify uh, strains, different, you know, carnivores? I, I think that what I'm saying is that the manner with which we identify strains as sativa or indica will differ mm. between smarties and wisies. And more than that, will probably differ amongst various groups right. of the population mm-hmm. per the relationship the person had to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and so indica and sativa, what I'm saying, are not su- almost like not sufficient terms to describe how marijuana works from metaphysics perspective. Mm-hmm. 
in terms of the difference on what's happening in the mind. And yet, they cannot be ignored mm -hmm. because there is a fundamental difference between what we use, but, but we have to relate to what most of the population speaks about. The vast majority of people would consider, correct me if I'm wrong, um, at least from the experience I had, mm -hmm. sativa to either, uh, you described as uh, gives energetic, right. makes me energetic, mm -hmm. and the other one kind of makes me lethargic. Right. But there's another set of dichotomies mm -hmm. that other people use. Some people say that sativa gives them a head high. Yeah. And some people say that indica gives them a body high. Mm -hmm. Now, Or refer to it as stoned. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. Yeah. The high versus stone. Yeah. Stone, mm -hmm. oh, heavy on right. the couch, couch mm -hmm. potato type of thing. So here we are again and again have these different words mm -hmm. to describe the dichotomy between sativa and indica. But is a head high always energetic? No. Mm -hmm. right. Is a body high always lethargic? Right. No. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, um, like this... Well, I'm not going to say more about that marijuana, but I'll talk about a different marijuana. I was I wanted to say something about the marijuana I'm about to give you to take home. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to do that. But some marijuana, mm -hmm. I'll smoke, and I want to be active. Mm -hmm. I want to, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, even clean mm -hmm. or uh, trim a bush. Right. Or, you know, right. whatever, do mm -hmm. work because mm -hmm. it allows me to focus. And so all these, I think the problem I'm pointing out is that all these dichotomies with which, with which people relate to the idea of sativa versus indica are subjective. Mm -hmm. And there's more than two, you know? Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think uh, you're definitely very accurate on identifying that we are lacking sufficient words and vocabulary to describe some of these effects uh, because I know I just saw just the other day because I tend to focus more on CBD happenings I guess yeah. <laughs> on a, a thread on the the internet uh, trying to discuss you know what do you call the feeling that you get from CBD you're not high you're not stoned but you feel, a lot of people feel something. And again, not impaired, but what do you call yeah. that? So some people were just saying healthy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think um, the the word for that description is not there yet. The word be, to describe the uh, nuances between certain kinds of hybrid strains, like we have an entire, a huge amount of strains that are just hybrid and they may be indica or sativa dominant or indica or sativa like um but that's just not enough to describe exactly the variables just yet and there's not a lot of um verbiage really to go yeah. beyond that yeah it's almost like uh we have to when we look at marijuana in terms of its impact on the mind mm -hmm. we it's almost like we have to think about it as a sphere or as a circle. Let's just flatten it out for now. Right. I do think it's three-dimensional, mm -hmm. but let's just go one step at a time. So instead of thinking about it as a two-dimensional spectrum, um, or it's really single dimension, it's always confusing because if you have one line, mm -hmm. is it single dimension, you know, between <laughs> sativa and indica, like a spectrum, mm -hmm. or is it two-dimensional? I think it's single dimension. Instead of thinking about a single dimension between sativa and indica, we can think about it as a, a two-dimensional Sativa and indica and something, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever that something is, we can 
talk about later or, you know, I spoke about in other episodes, but um, there's something else that is causing that dichotomy and this, you know, more than one set of um, uh, opposite words to describe mm-hmm. the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and then so what's the problem that we're trying to solve right. here? Right. The problem is that when one walks into a marijuana shop, it's becoming increasingly difficult to get the right strain that you want. Because back in that time, it was still, when I walked into a store, I would say when uh, Washington initially legalized, mm-hmm. I walked into a store and I would say, give me something sativa. In 85% of the cases, even more, it would be a sativa strain. Mm-hmm. It would feel to me like a sativa strain, like I would become, um, to talk about my experience, I you know, and I'm I'm going to avoid deliberately metaphysical terms in metaphysics. I'm not going to speak about my speech, but to me, it was a. Well, I guess I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Um, all THC that I smoke always puts me in my head in some way. Mm-hmm. But the difference to me was that sativa THC. I became the observer. I've started analyzing everything abstractly. Okay. That is. Um, my thoughts became abstract, you know, literal and abstract. Mm-hmm. And when I, oh, I'm going, I'm going down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but you know, when I, when I smoked Indica, mm-hmm. it's almost like, here it is, here it is. I'll say it differently and not speaking metaphysical terms. When I smoked sativa, my focus, my uh, conscious focus was in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I was looking inward. Mm-hmm. And when I smoked indica, it was always uh, almost like I was looking outward. Yeah. So my mind would still analyze things, but it would analyze the concrete experience outside of my mind. On that an is, indica. Yeah. Okay. And so, yes, I had more physical awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was more in my body, but it's not that necessarily if I smoked indica, I felt my body. It's mm-hmm. that if I wanted to focus on my body, I could. Yeah. My uh, focus of my awareness became outward mm-hmm. instead of inward. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly can relate to that. Yeah. I feel like. And so if we think about it, it's like everything outside of us is always concrete. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's my friend. Oh, here's the chair I'm sitting on. Oh, it's it's a little rough on my butt you know, because <laughs> I'm all bones and, you know. Um, you're in your body when your attention, when your mental attention mm-hmm is focused on your senses, right. on your physical senses. And Indica did that for me. Yeah. And Sativa did the opposite. It kind of took me out of my physical senses. Mm-hmm. And my mind felt like it was racing and thus energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but a different kind of energetic, the yeah. mentally energetic, not physically energetic. Right. In fact, every time I wanted to do something physical, I, I just didn't want to do it because mm. I wanted to think. Yeah. And uh, and so in the beginning, I would go into a store and 85% of the time it would be sativa or indica based on what I asked. Right. Today, it's not the case anymore. Mm. Every company, if they tag it at all, yeah. some it's completely flipped. Some mm-hmm. companies are sometimes matching my, def- you know, this idea and definition of the experience that you just agreed with. Mm-hmm. And some companies, com- you know, sometimes completely not. It's a wild west <laughs> out there. Yeah. And so what I'm after mm-hmm. is to say, okay, let's take all that research. 
let's take all those interviewed interviews with people who smoked marijuana. Mm-hmm. Let's continue doing interviews. And let's come up with a way to tag marijuana that is relating directly to the mental experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to take sativa or indigo into account because there is a dichotomy. But maybe not. Maybe right. we can let it go, mm-hmm. you know, and... I don't know. It's almost like I want to reclaim the psycho-spiritual uh, or psychoanalytical mm-hmm. uh, aspect of sativa and indica as vocabulary. Right. I mean, I think that goes back to like finding the right terms to describe some of these things because it, it is hard <coughs> to quite like explain yes, those effects and yes. identify those effects. But I, I would add to what you just said as um, I think... Um, I definitely see where a mental effect like terminology or scale would be highly beneficial. And I think having a physical one there as well would be as well. So kind of like you've got sativa and indica um, like effects, you've got like CBD and THC ratios, and you've got like mental and physical um, effects on some Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. scale. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but (laughs) yeah. Um, uh, so let's let's not go into it because you know that's a whole you know I rather I rather finish writing it mm-hmm. um, and putting it in you know I call it marijuana polarization theory yeah you know because yeah. I first I want to put it in uh, terms of metaphysics mm-hmm. and from that to derive that um, but I can tell you already it's going to be a circle yeah and it's going to have four main quadrants mm-hmm. and um, it will address of course the mind. It's going to be on top. The mm-hmm. body's going to be on bottom. And then there's going to be another dimension. Right. It's going to be two-dimensional, right? That will somehow allow us to say, okay, I'm either in my mind or in my body. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there is yet another mental effect right. that impacts my language, that mm-hmm. impacts my time perception. Yeah. And that would relate to indica versus sativa. And thus you'll have sativa that puts you in your mind and sativa that actually makes you more aware of your body in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be, there'll be indica that puts you in your mind, but there's also indica we know that puts you in your body in a way that you're no longer thinking. You can't think Mm -hmm. you're trying to think and you can't. It's like, right. (laughs) And then you're like sunken into, so I, I, yeah. So that's kind (laughs) of, yeah. Yeah. And I think this simple, Extra division is going to allow us to tag marijuana more successfully. Mm-hmm. And use it more therapeutically as well when we yes. identify those benefits yes. a little more accurately. Yeah. And so so actually I'll give an example. Let's say you're struggling with a mathematical problem. Or I'll give something a little even more uh, common. Let's say you're struggling to devise a plan to address a challenge, mm-hmm. a concrete challenge in your life. Yeah. You have uh, an argument with someone at work. and You really want, you know there's a solution to solve mm-hmm. it peacefully and, and well, that mm-hmm. everybody's going to, you just can't figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Smarties, um, there are, you know, quadrants on that model of tagging that if Smarties would smoke them, they'll get a different perspective that allows them to evaluate the situation more concretely mm-hmm. and develop, devise a plan of action in a better way. Or let's go to that original example, the struggling with a mathematical uh, equation or a, pro- a mathematical problem. Right. 
some strains of marijuana, if we are actually looking at the impact to the way we process information, we could have a situation that once we refine this, we can allow a student who usually struggles with marijuana to smoke a particular strain of, uh, uh, did I say struggle with marijuana? Uh, no, I, I don't think you I said think struggle. Struggle <laughs> with mathematics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to smoke a particular strain of marijuana yeah, that will allow them to solve the mathematical problem right. and thus pave that neural pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can uh, do it again and again, even while not being altered. Right. And voila, now they can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the closest example is people who are dyslexic. And when they're trying to do the numbers, the numbers shift and, you know, uh, move around on them. Mm-hmm. And there is, marijuana does have the power to shift that mental perspective mm-hmm. Wow. And 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 change that. Um, it's just identifying yeah. which strain. <laughs> yeah. In particular. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's short term, but if you if you use it for the right activity, you pave that newer right. pathway. Mm-hmm. And so I think the right tagging is more than just like oh, I want sativa and I go to a store and I actually buy the right thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we find the strain we want, and those people who don't really care, they're just going to smoke the same strain until they're sick of it, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. I recently had a really nice experience. I, I received uh, a, like a free sample from um, a, a workplace <laughs> uh, that was asking for feedback on a new strain that they were carrying. And um, so I got to consume this new strain for a company here in Spokane. And um, it was just it was really cool because I didn't know what it was going in and got to evaluate that. But um, it, it actually was like a perfect match for myself uh, and what I want out of a marijuana product. And um, it, I had not experienced that that um, significantly since I've been here, actually. So, you know, I heard all this talk of you can go in and tell them like you have pain and you have anxiety and they'll match you with the exact right strain and so um i've attempted that and i've just you know maybe not gotten the best bud tinder experience <laughs> in some of the places i've gone so it's always just kind of like oh yeah here's an indica they yes, get just, yes. it's an indica here you go <laughs> like yes. um and this particular strain it was a hybrid um but like it had the the perfect amount of like stress relief and and physical pain relief but still like my activity level was still able to be there. It was a uh-huh. good day strain that took my pain away. So, you know, it was kind of interesting because it had the benefits of being a strain that helped me be and stay active that day, uh-huh. um, but also the benefits of a strain that helped my physical pain level go away yeah, and that those yeah. don't always go hand in hand. So I think it kind of highlights what you're talking about is that there's definitely um, not just like the... Um, sativa polarization and the indica polarization but some other factors there that make it at least like four quadrants exactly Mm -hmm. exactly the idea is it's not just the force Mm -hmm. it's not just like oh every strain is different there's actually a structure Mm -hmm. a mechanism a it's almost like we could create a diagram of the mind and show that this these differences that you're describing in level of stress, mm-hmm. and yet I can only assume you didn't lose too much. Uh, there was there was not too much loss of short term memory, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you probably didn't have too much munchies. Like yeah, it was an exactly. experience that was balanced mm-hmm. for you. Very balanced. The idea is that there there has to be a way to draw a spectrum of sort that would actually show us that the, w- what's going to be the criteria that defines the spectrum? What's going to be the variable? Right. The bar- variable is going to be the time perception. The perception of time is the cha- the shift in perception of time is causing that shift between how much more am I in my mind? Mm-hmm. How much more am I in my body? How much more am I looking inward? How much more am I looking outward? With lack of better right. words. Mm-hmm. Or how much more am I am I tuned to my thoughts mm-hmm. versus how much more am I tuned to my physical senses? Yeah. And all those changes are actually directly impacting our memory and our um, um, and the way we speak. Yeah. And the way we perceive pain, Mm -hmm. because the more we're in our thoughts, the less we actually feel our senses, Mm -hmm. right? But the more we're in our thought, our senses actually, our involuntary senses actually become more acute. So we start seeing these patterns between the perception of reality as a mental phenomenon, Mm -hmm. which everything is. If I touch your arm, you Mm -hmm. feel it. Your mind has to process that your arm was just, just touched. Right. We all know a situation when people touch our arm, we, we, we don't even tell because we're so busy mm-hmm. right, with something else. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So imagine that we've managed to detect that pattern and then have a set of objective criteria by which growers and bud tenders can test marijuana and then name. Right. Oh, maybe they're not going to name it sativa or indica because we know now that's a single dimensional mm-hmm. spectrum. But mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, this marijuana is X. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, someone like you, can say, oh, let's say it's a circle. Mm-hmm. So let's say it, instead of 0 to 100, it's 0 to 360. Yeah. Right? And say, oh, if the, and I'm totally just making it up. But if the marijuana, because we don't know where 0 is, right? Mm-hmm. But if this marijuana is a, uh, oh, 270 degree marijuana is the one that is actually giving me the right. perfect balance That's but for someone I'm, else right. 15 degrees mm-hmm. could be the one yeah right? yeah mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the idea behind so i have a question that i've been wondering while you're, you're um explaining this is you know what do you think is um leading to these different attributes like my, i keep going back to like well it's the cannabinoid and terpene profiles and and that exact ratio and you know certain terpenes have uplifting or energetic effects or calming effects. And of course, certain cannabinoids do as well. And uh, so I didn't know, you know, what do you think is leading to this shift of time and space? Do you think it is like a chemical structure, like a terpene or cannabinoid or something else or any guesses? (laughs) I think you're hitting the nail on the head. That's why I want to complete this experiment you know, I started saying in the beginning, naming the beginning of the episodes that I, I still been working on. And mm-hmm. uh, so this uh, experiment, the THC experiment that I'm doing right. with Jeannie, we've recorded three episodes. Wow. I only submitted two. Mm-hmm. The third episode, which I'll uh, post this week, um, it's uh, at the end of the episode, we did another experiment mm-hmm. and she was supposed to tell me, you know, how I did. Mm-hmm. But we, she then realized that um, something was contaminated in the experiment. And the scientist that she is, she wanted to do yet another one. Oh, and uh, we'll see if I'll do it before I leave uh, for a couple of weeks vacation. But, yeah. Um, well, there's going to be a fourth. 
what kind of contamination? I mean, sorry, uh, she's just curious. Uh, I, you know, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, she said it at the end. She explained something about the pipe she used. She oh, used a new some resin pipe, but there something. was some resin yeah, in it. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. There was some resin from before she conditioned the pipe okay. with a particular resin. And in my experience, I remember now, was muddled mm. um, slightly. Yeah. And so uh, I, I may post this one after I post the other yeah. one. Yeah, because I haven't posted that one yet, so I'll, I'll post that first, and then only then this one. Interesting. Uh, so for you viewers, it should probably be there already, right? But um, that's why I want to do this experiment, mm -hmm. because here's the theory. The theory that I have is that ov obviously when we smoke, when we inhale mm -hmm. um, uh, essential oils, which are essentially terpenes, yeah. They should be an impact to the body. Mm -hmm. Everything we inhale impacts our body right. in some way, shape, or form. And it makes sense to me that there could be a scenario in which we, particular essential oils that we inhale, mm -hmm. would make us more calm. Mm -hmm. Have we tried? I mean, did anybody try to smoke lemongrass oil? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, right? I mean, they could be. However, what the the hypothesis and the 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 claim here is that yet there is an objective difference that is beyond just being calm mm -hmm. and you know even if something makes us calm what makes us calm yeah it's almost irrelevant if it's the terpenes mm -hmm. or the um or the, or the thc or the, you know, there's a word to describe the entire experience. Uh, it's a word in, in marijuana. The entourage effect? Yes, the entourage effect of, of them all. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It doesn't matter. What matters is that, that that difference is caused by the change in the perception of time. There is a pivot on which the mind fluctuates. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like if you think of the mind... Uh, the voluntary mind to operate like a speedometer and imagine that the speedometer not just starting like at the lower left corner going all the way to mm -hmm. the lower right corner mm -hmm. but actually completing a full circle right so you have the zero and mm -hmm. you know super fast goes all the way around and then starts again <laughs> mm -hmm. essentially a um an uh, a vibration uh, how do you call that line that goes like a sine wave Okay. Right? Because a sine wave closed mm -hmm. is a circle. Um, and that's the idea. And so and so I think that mixing strains and creating new strains, yes, it's a chaos of, oh, this is causing you this and that, but still there's language mm -hmm. to be found and right. to be to be named, to be able to tag it in a particular way that is fairly objective. Mm -hmm. And that will allow us to did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Now, now there is another piece to the puzzle mm -hmm. for those of us who want to truly understand what's happening in the brain, mm -hmm. not in the mind. Mm -hmm. The mind is metaphysical. Right. It's a collection of cerebral functions that we uh, use to think and experience reality, but in the brain. So let's talk about that, right? The idea, based on my limited research, that at some point I felt sufficient, you know, because I'm not... A brain scientist. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the reality. I'm a metaphysicist. But we know enough about the brain to know what marijuana does. And the idea is that. And I, I always fail with the words, so you might have to help me with the concrete labels because I'm just not a concrete thinker. Um, so I always go. There's the neuro 
pathways mm -hmm. and the neurons pass through the neurotransmitters, mm -hmm. right? Now think of every neuropathway as a section of thought. Let's simplify, let's, let's abstractly describe it as a section of thought. So whenever I want to think about uh, a particular issue that I have with my friend at work, mm -hmm. if I'm going to go to uh, an MRI or a brain scan, the same area in my mind will be lit. Your brain. Mm -hmm. Right? And, mm -hmm. uh, thank you, thank you. And my brain will be lit. This, the same neural pathways are being used. Now, what does THC do? THC increases the reuptakes of neurons by the neurotransmitters. The reuptake is almost like if you think of a pipe and there's a ball that kind of passes through the pipe and then it passes to the next pipe and then it passes to the next pipe. And the reuptake of the neural pathway is that at the end of the pipe, the pipe just takes the ball and takes it back through that same pipe, but in the other direction. Mm -hmm. That is, there's a reuptake, mm -hmm. a redigestion of that neuron within the same neural pathway, which is essentially the distance between two neurotransmitters, right? Between right. these two. Um, and so essentially, it causes an electric current mm -hmm. to you know, uh, electromagnetic current to be activated in a particular section right. of the brain. Mm -hmm. Well, if THC increases that, then essentially it helps us be more focused in thought on a specific thing. And so, okay, now what happens when we have anxiety? Mm -hmm. I haven't smoked yet, right? I'm completely clear in my mind. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is the over-analysis of possibility, probability permutations of a particular undesired scenario mm -hmm. that could be that a particular desired scenario won't happen, but it's always focused around something undesired. Right. And so there's this anxiety, we will notice, is mental anxiety, is, is, is extremely, you're thinking about it all the time. We, we say, oh, there's physical anxiety. Mm -hmm. But that's a sensation. Let's put that aside. Um, because, you know, again, we're using a term to describe two separate experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. But most people, when we talk about anxiety, Freud, when he wrote um, The Problem of Anxiety, the issue is that anxiety is mental. For anxiety to exist, you must have a narrative. Mm -hmm. Even your physical, you know, you're annoyed by something, your mind still thinks about that. Oh, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. Oh, what's going to happen? I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. The narrative is always there. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? Oh, reuptake, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And so CBD inhibits the reuptake of the same, uh, the same neurons by the neural pathways and thus eliminates anxiety for some people. Mm -hmm. Okay. I say some people because I've never experienced it and, We'll try now. I don't feel anxious, but yeah, <laughs> um, increases that it decreases that uh, uh, re reuptake of of the neurons and neural pathways, and thus it's a THC inhibitor mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, great. So, what does THC do then? Well, THC uh, essentially speeds up the voluntary mind or slows it down. We're going back to that right. Right, speedometer. Mm -hmm. But how do we create language around what CBD is doing? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, 
the the prevention or the encouragement of the of the reuptake of the neurons by the neural pathways is not necessarily related to speed that is it could be independent of speed so you could have a situation where CBD doesn't increase or decrease the speed of the voluntary mind, mm-hmm. the mind that thinks, the mind that's the inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. But um, but eliminates the reuptake. Mm-hmm. Now, THC will increase the reuptake, but also speed up. Uh, that is, increase the amounts of thought mm-hmm. per unit of time. Okay. Does that make sense mm-hmm. at all? Yeah, I think I'm following. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I guess I, I think it's in, very abstract. <laughs> yeah, it is and, and, and literal, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think you know, with with uh, CBD, it, because it's very much like a regulating agent. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. That's why those effects are not so pronounced and harder yeah. to find. Yeah, because if you don't have anything to eliminate, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So let's test that. But I'll 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 finish with the concrete metaphor. Yeah. So I spoke before about the pipe with a with a ball. Mm-hmm. So what I was trying to say in this, you know, that it's not necessarily they're mutually exclusive. The impact of CBD and the impact of THC are mutually exclusive and yet related. Mm-hmm. They're related in the sense that one increases the reuptake mm-hmm. and the other one inhibits it. But THC also speeds up based on if it's sativa or indica, speeds up or slows down the voluntary thought. And thus, the concrete metaphor to that would be. That ball that's passing in the pipe can either be reuptaked by that same pipe or yeah. passed to a new pipe. Yeah. But the speed of the ball can also move. Mm-hmm. Now imagine a situation that the reuptake is increased and the speed is increased. So imagine the ball passing in the pipe, but not passing tick, 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 tick like ping pong, mm-hmm. but rather like mm-hmm. super fast. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I like my sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That in itself will have a different impact on our thought, on our memory, mm. you know? Right. Because why do we have short-term memory loss? Oh, well, something happens in the mind. We have to understand that. Without understanding that, without giving it language, yeah. we, will, we will not be able to tag marijuana mm-hmm. and thus not be able to treat right. specific mental Right. Unease. To fine tune like yeah. the, the specific um, attributes to conditions or, yes. or whatever it turns out to be the yeah. factors that make people experience it one way or another. Yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta line that out with vocabulary first. <laughs> the hidden variable in the equation is memory. Mm-hmm. Memory is the key to the solution. Mm-hmm. Once we realize how memory works, then we can test marijuana. And compare the memory loss because it's not always the same memory loss. And by learning what we've lost, we realize what we've gained. Wow. Yeah. Um, hook me up. Let's try that yeah. CBD. All right. It's in my purse. <laughs> We're back. So we just smoked. Uh, tell me again, it's Fat Panda, I think. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, uh, 
Let's Sorry. Stand. Yeah. Well, yeah, we decided to stand, and I'm going for it. <laughs> oh, let's see. That was Fat Panda Kanatsu, I believe, which is a high CBD strain. It's like almost exclusively CBD. I think the content is something around uh, 23.8% CBD content and uh, around 1% THC. THC. Uh, so it's uh, and we don't know if it's sativa or indica nor do we know if CBD has a difference between sativa and indica generally people are not really using those yeah. terms to describe CBD dominant strains um, I'm sure some people maybe do but uh, it's not been my experience so far and yeah. um, I think again with like the regulating effects that CBD generally has that um, I'm sure there's certainly going to be variations from strain to strain on effects based on terpene profiles yeah. but it's um yeah people just don't identify the sativa and indica yeah typically. i can i can see that yeah interesting so i yeah how do you feel uh <laughs> do you feel a yeah. difference uh, what what words in my vocabulary do I have to describe it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I feel something. I think like the act of smoking and uh, the act of inhaling combusted materials <laughs> certainly has an impact on you either way. But um, I generally do feel like heart elevation. I know we mentioned blood pressure and maybe talking about that today. Um, I don't know. I think it has some, some effects on blood pressure um, that for me are maybe like a little lowering over time uh -huh. uh, so like after the first 10 15 minutes or so of, of smoking um but other than that i think i feel just a bit um kind of fluttery or like heart elevation heart rate elevation maybe um and pleasant i feel good pleasant. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah do you feel a difference in your mental experience um i think in that not that i was particularly anxious or anything beforehand but just i think more like a post-yoga kind of feel <laughs> where wow. you're a little more maybe maybe inward or, or reflective or just kind of calm uh -huh. calmness maybe yeah yeah how about you do you see a different well i haven't do you well actually let me speak first a little bit and then okay. i'll ask you if you see a difference in okay um just body language-wise, if I may reflect, mm -hmm. you seem a little more comfortable. Mm -hmm. A little more. I mean, of course, you're standing versus right. before you're sitting, but it's almost like you seem more uh, talkative, more mm. yeah, playful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know when you just erase that little bit of like tension or stress, like that, that kind of energy is more. I don't know, available yeah. <laughs> or accessible, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, okay. So I, I think feel... you seem calmer, by the way. I mean, not oh, please, really, reflect. but like, yeah. yeah, I think body language wise, you just seem very content, but I don't know, yeah. inward wise, if that's. <laughs> It'll be interesting to try and sit. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, not to change that variable. You yeah. Know? So I'm going to go back to sitting. <laughs> okay. And we'll see if I become anxious again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to kind of keep the purity yeah. of the experiment, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I can tell. I'm calmer even when sitting. Mm -hmm. I can already tell. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a lot of focus. Um, like it doesn't come to my mind. Well, let's let's give it a few minutes. So I feel different. Yeah. I feel a harder time communicating. Mm -hmm. I don't feel as articulate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've lost 
and a, a mental ability. Hmm. Um, I'm no longer feel sh- uh, sharp. Yeah. Sh- uh, the sharp. Yeah. I have a hard mm-hmm. time coming up with the words. Mm-hmm. So yes, CBD is. I'm telling you. I'm speaking now as a metaphysicist. CBD is absolutely psychoactive. Mm-hmm. And I know that right. you don't want to use those words, but it's true. It just changed my perception of yeah. reality and impacted my speech. Yes. Yeah. Um, which means my memory shifted. So mm-hmm. now I'll speak in memory term because mm-hmm. we said that the memory is the, yeah, I have to stand. <laughs> um, did I seem more relaxed even sitting? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so we spoke about memory being the hidden variable of the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tend to describe my experience smoking marijuana in mental terms. Um so let's talk about my experience in memory terms. It feels like it's harder for me to remember the big, the, the tree of thought mm-hmm. around which this podcast revolves. Like mm-hmm. before, it's almost like I had a map of uh, what we spoke. Yeah, I was able yeah, to, yeah. we started with Indiga, Sativa. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. you know, we spoke about this, spoke about that. And now it's harder for me to remember mm-hmm. the entire tree. Right. And my mind is more receptive rather than directive. Right. Before mm-hmm. I was kind of leading like an ant on a tree leading. I want to go there. I want to go there. Or let's yeah. jump to that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I feel more receptive. It's yeah. almost like I want to listen more. Yeah. And I am. I'm thinking less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of neat in how like it does affect people quite differently. And there's plenty of people who feel uh, very sharpened and focused from CBD yeah. use and there's a good I mean there's plenty of people who feel the opposite and feel more of that blurred you know you had this very hard line of I'm going to talk about x y and z yeah. and then that blurred <laughs> and uh yeah. you became less you know sharp but um I do definitely want to say I hope that you don't feel impaired <laughs> or you know inhibit or like not inhibited I don't know the word um you know just yeah um so I didn't tell you this because I didn't want to paint the experience, but the truth is mm-hmm. that most of my CBD experiences were not positive. Ah. Most of my CBD experiences, I felt impaired. I think yeah. that's the word. Interesting. In my ability to process information, mm-hmm. in my speech. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had marijuana experiences in which my speech was in, in, impaired, mm-hmm. and yet there was an ability to process information internally without the ability to bring it into speech. Right. Um, that was that was pleasant. Mm-hmm. But with CBD, it's almost like I'm in nowhere's land. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't quite get the kick out of my mental exploration uh-huh. and my my mind has not does not feel enhanced yeah. in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um and my also, my physical experience doesn't feel enhanced. Mm. Do I feel, I mean, physically, am I more relaxed? Yeah, I think that physically I'm a little more relaxed, mm-hmm. but mentally I'm not. I'm uh-huh. almost, I'm almost, there's almost like this anxiousness that uh-huh. okay. it's not anxious. I'm not anxious. I'm just, mm-hmm. I prefer, I preferred my clarity. Yes. My previous clarity that. better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt more articulate. Yeah, I was able to to uh, come up with. See, I'm, I'm I'm trying to come up with words, and I my vocabulary has definitely decreased. Uh, yeah, was diminished. If it helps, 
um, you know, of course, because we smoked, uh, then you shouldn't expect to feel that way for too long. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know, yes, yes. <laughs> so we're probably at more of the like, you know, highest point of blood level. So, you know, yeah. give it 10, 15 minutes because I'd be curious to see where you're at in 10 or 15 minutes. I know and on our unaired podcast that we did after smoking, yeah. we evaluated where we were at just just post smoking and then um, after some time, and uh, I think yeah. CBD would be similar in that, you know, you've you've not only just ingested and rapidly absorbed cannabidiol, but also all the active other components, and and then smoke itself, yeah. <laughs> which has that effect. So um, yeah. yeah, but also I know plenty of people like where most people I think. Um, that I experience, and especially in drop form, are not finding too many unpleasants. You increase the risk of like you feeling more unpleasant by ingesting it through smoke when you elevate your blood level so rapidly. Um, but also, I think uh, there's just some people that CBD's not their thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a really good friend. He smokes blunts all day. He tried CBD and he felt like he was going crazy because it was like he almost felt high, but it wasn't. And it was That's so it feel. was disorienting for him because yeah. he couldn't pinpoint what am I feeling? I feel like I'm high, but I'm not. And so it was really disorienting. Yeah. To it's him. almost like I that's how I feel. Yeah. It's almost like I'm experiencing the high symptoms. Yeah. But I don't get the. Joy the high that I usually feel. <laughs> yeah, that's, the high. Yeah. That's not an ideal way to experience it. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I, I, look, at the same time, I don't, ex I don't feel like I have a significant short-term memory loss. Right. I, I am having a harder time accessing um, vocabulary mm -hmm. when I'm trying to come up with a word. Yeah. I can't quite do that, which tells me that my voluntary mind is trying too mm -hmm. hard because memory is ruled by the involuntary mind mm -hmm. um it is only through repetition really and mm -hmm. through emotion that we remember um but at the same time my mind is not quite receptive when my mind is super receptive the thoughts simply come mm -hmm. right and now they don't i have to actually search for them yeah like i have to it's almost like um yeah, and that would make sense too, based on the um, somewhat abstract explanation and example that I've given before. It's almost like the ball is in the the, the ball is is moving around whenever, but it's almost directional. Direction, direction. <laughs> See, I'm having a hard time even pronouncing oh no. that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel oh, bad. Oh, I know why. I know why. why. <clears throat> I'm no longer hearing my inner dialogue. Oh. Hold on, I need a moment to try and hear it. Mm. Yeah, I'm having a hard time hearing my inner dialogue. Interesting. I've became more, not all the way, but oh. I've became more mentally deaf. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I'm an aphantasiac. I don't see any visuals. How does that affect, you know, like now you're having a hard time hearing yourself and also... Well, let me imagine an apple yeah. because when I imagine an apple, mm -hmm. I, I I, don't see it in my mind's eye, but I, I feel it. Like mm -hmm. it's there. There is spatially, it's there. Yeah. It's almost like I see in the dark, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I can bring up imagery, 
blind imagery right, right. <laughs> in my mind's eye, but it's directive. That is, it's not just coming to me. Can you speak about, how about, how about we do something else? Yeah. How about I'll, it sounds like maybe I need to be more receptive okay. because my mind is trying to be directive <laughs> and yet it's not successful. All right. So do you Let's want to tell me time. what you brought? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, so per Diana's request, I brought her some items uh, for her herself and maybe yourself and, and the dogs to try out. Um, so they're all CBD-based. Maybe grab, I should describe the problem. Yeah. So our dog, Zara, um, is experiencing pain. She's an aging dog and she's, you know, slowly turning lame. She's she's such an active dog. She's such a she's just a wild spirit. And you know, today, for example, just to give it a little bit more of a concrete um, you know, metaphor for the for the see, I'm having a hard time telling a story having a hard time keeping it's like but it's not that something else comes to my mind it's that nothing's coming <laughs> like it disappears it's almost like uh, a touch and go so anyway mm, uh yeah. diane came to visit mm -hmm. uh this house so dan is for those who don't know me from other podcasts and is my former wife who we recently graduated into best friends <laughs> um and we're really good friends so this house that i'm in um is mine and she lives in another house very close and she came and zara saw her and got excited start wagging and wanted to jump up the stairs so mm -hmm. i disconnected her from the leash so she can do that and she started jumping up and i could tell it was that initial yeah. excitement jump yeah. and then like that recognition of pain Sickness. yeah mm -hmm. and ooh, she slowed herself yeah. down yeah. and then like went one step at a time mm -hmm. and so dan asked you to hook us up yes and so what'd you bring us yes yeah so uh diana had a conversation and she was considering another product which uh as we came to find out the cost per serving was insane it was, was a crazy. pet specific product they're almost always if you're getting a pet specific product there's a, a, a huge markup generally from and what i'm seeing just to add it was from california okay and so and i find that california is generally at least 30 percent more expensive than yeah. washington yeah. yeah well and then there was another um, no reason by the way yeah <laughs> really <laughs> i think i mean maybe it would cost uh, more to live there right? so maybe taxes but, i don't know yeah. um so there was another like thing to mention on that so we had this long conversation because it was considered like a liposomal formula um which is like a big keyword in in cbd right now it's uh, kind of like a marketing thing so diane and i had this long conversation about what is liposome is it worth it what's the cost per serving and all this um and uh yeah so i was excited to get her some of our products because i think they compared extremely favorably on the cost and effect hopefully you'll see some really good effects what is like liposoma yeah. So that was her question. So uh, right now in the CBD industry, we're seeing like bioavailability and liposome or liposomal formulation or, um, you know, nanoparticle enhancements or whatever. We're seeing a lot of these like big words come out um, as companies are um, trying to really elevate the level of science behind CBD extraction and production. Um, and I think there's totally a lot of legitimacy to some of those claims, but they're not at all evaluated. Um, and basically uh, what they're saying is that by breaking down the particle size of the molecule of CBD or the, the groups of molecules of CBD, you're increasing the surface area and allowing for better absorption or bioavailability. Um, and by doing that, that you would ideally get these 
much better results at lower milligram content. Uh, so that sounds really so nice and ideal. May, but... I, may I paraphrase <laughs> yes. to see if I understood? Yeah. I had a hard time following okay, you. So uh, there was, <laughs> there's definitely a memory loss of the concrete. Yeah. But then again, I'm not a concrete thinker. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so I would say that's normal, mm -hmm. even when I'm unaltered. But What's that word? Liposuction? No. <laughs> liposome. Liposome. Yeah. Yeah. Liposome. Of course, I know it's not liposuction. But that was a bad <laughs> attempt of a joke. But, um, wow. I even have a hard time formulating my question. So it sounds like it's some kind of a process by which CBD growers separating the molecules of CBD in order to allow better absorption. Yeah, oh, wow, I did it. So, yeah, basically. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. So I was able to do it, just to reflect from you know <laughs> the analysis. I was able to do it, but I had to slow way mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came, it was receptive. I wasn't directive. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Keep going. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah so producers essentially are, are, are doing this. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I think there's some validity to those claims, but we've seen basically right now that anytime you throw in any of those words, um, they're charging like four times the amount for wow. a serving. Yeah. So like, you know, generally for us, an adult serving is going to cost you like 70 cents. Uh -huh. um, and in the enhanced you know, bioavailability market, yeah. we're seeing they're still requiring or suggesting 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams or 30 milligrams yeah. are general starting points, which is our starting point as well. Although they claim that the absorption is increased up to 90%. So for example, we suggest taking 10 milligrams, right? If standard absorption rates apply, which are totally debatable and still not proven for cannabis in general, um, I mean, they got some research, but there's more needed. So if you applied, well, we feel that we know about oral absorption of cannabidiol, then you would roughly get a arguably 2 to 20% um, absorption rate of so the out CBD. Of that 10 milligram. You're likely to absorb, if we kind of take a middle of the road approach, maybe 10%, so yeah. one milligram, yeah. right? Um, and yet with our 10 milligram blend, we're finding that that's an effective amount. Mm -hmm. So um, the problem with like liposome and bioavailability claims is that they're saying, oh, it's enhanced by 90% or whatever percent they want to say. Um, and yet there's a total lack of independent research to verify that it's all coming internal from the company itself uh -huh. and very limited and a lot of red flags in that research. But, um, if that was accurate, you would see that by taking a 10 milligram serving with a 90% bioavailability, you're absorbing nine milligrams. Yeah. Okay. So if one milligram of our product roughly is an effective amount for most of our clients, why then does someone need to take nine milligrams of another product you know, for it to be effective. Right. And yet cost per serving 10 milligrams with our company is 70 cents. Yeah. 10 milligrams with the average bioavailability enhanced whatever company is like $4. Whoa. I mean, three to $4 <laughs> easily. Wow. So, so, so buy the less one, just smoke more and it's still cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but, but also another point being they're still suggesting 10 milligrams. 
right well, why you know right. <laughs> so anyways i had this long conversation with her just trying to yeah, explain it because it's been kind it. of like a pet peeve of our company right now because it sounds great and i think that is it's a great way for this industry to head um but to charge consumers four times the yeah. rate and still need the same milligram content and yeah. get similar effects you know it's yeah. just kind of feels a little scammy to me and i and that was particularly the product that she had landed on was a liposome formula that she was talking about the outrageous wow. cost wow. so i got her um i'll show you <laughs> sorry yeah. after that really long unnecessary explanation oh, it was it was interesting to listen to your speech and yeah. we'll take a we'll, we'll we'll switch back the ball for just a second before you show me this one sure it's like i've noticed how it was one sentence in which you started with a 10 milligram yeah and then kind of deviated to the sub thoughts things that you wanted to express oh, yeah. did you follow that yeah it was like the sub branch sub branch sub branch uh-huh. and then <laughs> to circle back to the to the and that's what happens to me mm-hmm. a lot when I actually smoke THC. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like what happens in the the mind comes up to another point and another point, another sub point. Yeah. So sort of like this derailment. Right. And I've noticed that it happens to you now more than it did before. Yeah. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. Because I, I didn't really have any intent to talk about liposomes, but it's been on my mind a lot lately. So right. <laughs> went down that avenue without really any intention it's to me it's less the topic of because i asked yeah right yeah. about what it was but um it was more like this um subtopics within the right. description right that I, it's almost like i feel and please tell me if that's not your experience i'm observing your mm-hmm. pattern of speech to guess what's happening in your mind that there's more of these um mental interruption interruption mm-hmm. to the original thought that want to be expressed and thus we're expressing sub branches of right. thought as we're trying to make a point maybe because you know as you pointed out like that bowl and pipe yeah, um, yeah. analogy that it was still moving but without so much intention in the direction <laughs> yeah maybe that's more yeah. like more of a fluid yeah um you know train of thought yeah which if we speak in metaphysics terms mm-hmm. that means your mind became more receptive mm-hmm. And, you know, we know you're smarty. We spoke about mm-hmm. that in the first episode right. we recorded, uh, which means that the uh, reuptake, the natural reuptake, the default reuptake mm-hmm. of uh, neurons in your neural pathways has been decreased. Mm-hmm. And that would make your mind more receptive. It's like, oh, the ball is now free to roam to other areas of the pipes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so what do you bring? Okay, uh, so I have brought her our number one seller. Uh, so that's our, um, again, the company I work for is Bluegrass Hemp Oil, family owned and operated. We've been you know, uh, doing this ourselves. We actually grow and produce, and uh, this has been a really popular item. So, so, it's, so you guys like a mom and pop shop. We totally are. Wow, fully vertically so integrated. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I mean, literally a mom and a dad started the company for their uh-huh. son with epilepsy. Yeah. And uh, so we very much our mom and pop shop um but we produce it ourselves and essentially what we do is extract out a full spectrum terpene rich product with hydrocarbon distillation um and our specific uh okay sorry i'm going down all these different you're you're (laughs) geeking out you're like me you're geeking out on the concrete stuff i'm I'm totally a geek for you're smarty yes um so it's a terpene-rich formula. Uh, that one's four ounces. The CBD content is 1,190 milligrams of cannabidiol. And it's, uh, you know, I'm holding a pretty heavy bottle in my hands of four liquid ounces, four 118 ounces. milligram. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how many servings is this? So it's 118 servings. We do suggest a full milliliter per serving. Um, and that breaks down to right at 10 milligrams of CBD per milliliter serving wow. with about 50% additional content of other active cannabinoids. And then, uh, you know, terpenes, I don't even have the specifics on that because there's a lot of range there, but um, it's very terpene rich. So there's a good content, but the total potency is about 15 milligrams in a dropper serving. And uh, that includes includes all active cannabinoids with 10 of those being derived from CBD. Um, that was so 90... much concrete information yeah, for me. Right? So if I give this to my dog, I do an entire <laughs> No, that's a, or... that's a person serving. For a dog, we're recommending, um, you know, 0.25 milliliter, so quarter of a dropper twice a day. So if he, if your pet, if one of your pets took this product, yeah. um, which again is $90, um, a quarter of a milliliter twice a day. Total That's a milliliter milliliters. every two so, days. Yeah, it'd be 240 days. 240 yeah. days for $90. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. most of, I mean, not oh, what, wow. yeah, a good majority a year, of a yeah. year supply for 90 Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's nice. And that is at. 0.25, which is our new official recommendation up till very recently. We've been recommending one drop per 10 pounds, but yeah. um, the FDA kind of makes us have the same recommendation for person to person because we're not medical practitioners. So, um, you know, uh, for all adults, one milliliter, 10 milligrams. Right. <laughs> so we've had to move to, for all pets, quarter of a milliliter, which is about two milligrams, two and a half. Then if I would have gone by the other method, because that FDA requirement is obviously, yeah. you know, just concretely right. mm -hmm. limiting. Yeah. yeah. But pets are like people. Mm -hmm. um, so one drop per 10 pounds. 10 pounds. So my dog is about, let's say, 65 yeah. pounds. Mm -hmm. So six and a half drops. How many drops in a in a quarter? In a quarter? Um, there is a little bit of range. So it kind of depends because the viscosity kind of fluctuates a bit depending on like the, the thickness of like the resin that we produce. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I would say, you know, six drops um, would be maybe half of that quarter drop. I mean, so like I would say that that quarter dropper would be maybe 10 to 12 drops. So it's a little bit of a bigger serving oh, wow. than what we would generally have recommended. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you could say if you went by our previous suggestion, that could be almost a year supply. Yeah. I would go, yeah. <laughs> yeah almost, for yeah, $90. Two thirds of that. Yeah. And for most well, people, well, that's you. two months supply. Yeah. You're welcome. And I brought some other goodies. So I'll show you what I got here. <laughs> I brought her some local Washington based honey sticks. So they've got half of an adult serving five milligrams total potency of cbd and it's a green bluff honey company nice so what i'm holding in my hand is literally a, a honey stick a plastic uh plasticky type of honey stick that you just bite it off and suck it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. nice or add it to a tea or just whatever nice and of course that uh, cbd experience might be different for me yeah uh for somebody like me because we know what when i inhale thc it does to my mind that i, I don't like so much even though i will say i am still fairly like i'm still able to conduct this podcast right. mm -hmm. um but yeah there's something that's missing mm -hmm. interesting and uh go ahead well i was just gonna say you know that sounds really similar to my friend who you know just very accustomed to the effects of thc so it was just this really mind you know yeah. trip that um that he was feeling kind of the thc effects but not you know, so it was so disorienting for him that it was really unpleasant. But hopefully it's a mild experience for you. <laughs> um, it, it is. I think that in the past it was 
it was unpleasant mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to expect. Right. Um, but I, I really didn't have any expectation. I mm-hmm. kind of, because, you know, we can't really remember the state of consciousness once we're no longer in it. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you have words to describe how you felt, but you can't really feel it while you're not feeling it. If you could, you wouldn't have to smoke, <laughs> right? So if I could feel euphoric without, you know, smoking right. a euphoria blend, right. then I wouldn't have to smoke a euphoria blend. And so now that I've experienced it, I'm feeling it again, and I'm recognizing these older patterns. But um, because of we're doing a scientific experiment, I think, I think that if I wasn't doing a scientific experiment, right. I would now be annoyed. Mm-hmm. Probably because I would be like, oh, I can't quite do it. Like, I don't think if I went to write, right, like I'm writing this mm-hmm. fictional novel, right, I, mm-hmm. I probably couldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't enjoy doing it mm-hmm. so much. Is there any activity you think you would enjoy, though? Like, like, do you think this would help you to enjoy, like, an outdoor-based activity or recreational or social or anything? I think uh, it'll be interesting to try it yeah. with a physical activity. Yeah. I would highly suggest trying the oil. So I, that's always our go-to recommendation because, you know, your blood levels are just so much more, um, like, maintained instead of yeah. peaked. Yeah. So that it can be, you know, smoking is always going to be a more intense and shorter lift. Yeah. I have okay. a 20 to 1 CBD oil oh, that I've tried. Okay. But again. Same thing. Uh, actually, I didn't really feel anything. Okay. And when I did, it was somewhat of the same experience. Yeah. It was muddled. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like the physical. Yeah, maybe I'm just not a CBD guy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. But then again, why, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. again, we're seeing consistency yeah. in in there are some people who are blah blah blah. What I think mm-hmm. is that actually, if you connect me with your friend who, you know, if he's yeah. available, yeah. it'll be interesting to analyze his mind yeah. and see first of all if he's a smarty or wisey, right. mm-hmm. if he's an abstract or concrete literal thinker, mm-hmm. um, and you know, just if I shot from the hip, right. I would imagine he's a smarty, mm-hmm. um, a mental head smarty. Yeah. Because, you know, there's mental head smarties and busybody smarties. Mm-hmm. Busybody smarties look outward. That's why they're they're um, usually care more about the physical concrete world. Yeah. You know, they geek out on concrete, like you. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a mental head smarty. But then you have mental head wises and busybody <laughs> okay. uh, wises, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to, so my guess, if I had to shoot from the hip, that he's like me. Yeah. And that would be the interesting uh, hypothesis to check. All right. Yeah. Well, Nolan, <laughs> expect a call. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, I, I got a few more things that I brought her. So I'll just tell you real quick. I brought her lip balm because they're amazing. Oh, they're just man. a really nice lip balm and they do have some CBD for inflammation and fine lines. So yeah. nice for the lips. Um, a salve, which might be more your thing. Um, what? It's a pain relieving salve. So you can just use it like a biofreeze or Bengay icy hot kind of thing. Um, and it's been really nice because like, okay, the endocannabinoid system that this works on. Yeah, please. Um, he's trying it out. So it doesn't have much of a smell. It's kind of earthy, but yeah, it's, it's pretty earthy. No smell. Yeah. No distinct smell. It looks like a, a thick cream, not too oily. Yeah. Kind of like a 
can of butter, but light. Nice. <laughs> so. it, lo- it looks so nice in the container, so flat. <laughs> yeah, Is there right? like it does done by a, by a machine? Um, yeah. So we, it's like a, you you pour it while it's warm and then it solidifies. So it's very oh, like yeah. solid. Um, but basically though, um, by using a salve, you can stimulate the receptors in your soft tissue. So skin and muscles um, to calm them. And so we get a lot of pain relief joint you know, joint aching reduction and um, things like psoriasis and eczema tend to respond really favorably to topical eczema CBD. Too. Yes. Um, and I just found out through a course I'm enrolled in on CBD um, that it has a almost identical effect as capsaicin cream, but without the burn. So I think I, that's... Th- that was- Three different terms I did not understand. Okay, <laughs> so capsaicin cream is like um, a like capsaicin is like the heat level of peppers, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so capsaicin cream is like a topical ointment that uh, would have like a really strong for many people really strong burning sensation, but it helps sort with like inflammation the, and the pain. The Bengay type yes. of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and and the menthol type of stuff, I think, is yes, maybe the yes. same category. Um, but like CBD offers the same kind of stimulation, but without the feeling. The feeling of what burning. What was that other word you've used? You said when I couldn't remember. See, I can't remember. It. I can't I don't either. it in my mind. <laughs> I don't remember either. either. Yeah. But there's another word that I didn't get. But now I understand what it means. So when yeah. I hear it, t- I yeah. hear it again in the podcast, I'll know. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Wow. Thank cool. you for yeah. all these gifts. Yeah, you're welcome. There's um, a calming cream in there that's b- better suited for psoriasis and eczema too. It's just a little sample. What is it? Oh, this? Yep. Yeah. Calming balm. Actually, it's kind of cool. It's CBD. So what's the difference between this calming balm and the other... Yeah stuff that you just showed me so uh kind of explain it like uh, the traditional use of cbd has kind of mimicked marijuana where most people felt that um the way that it was occurring on the plant in its acidic form so thca and cbda um, was not ideal for the therapeutic benefits so it needed to be heated decarboxylated like smoked for for marijuana um or warmed like in a butter or whatever uh for other ways of oral consumption um and cbd was thought to be really similar and i think it still is there's a lot of benefit to the activated state the the neutral state cbd but it occurs in an acidic state cannabidiolic acid or cannabidiolic acid something like that um just cbda so we've made a cream which is the one you're holding there called the calming balm from cbda the raw state unheated form that occurs on the plant um, because we've seen a couple of uh, studies that really suggest that it may be a little bit more absorbable in topical applications mm. and that it may be more than a little of um, beneficial for redu- reducing inflammation. So the previous one that I saw, I'm just going to describe it. It looked sort of like a, um, a cream mm-hmm. type, of, type of thing, yeah. but it almost looked like... A, it looked like wax, yeah. but but I can imagine that if I would have kind of touched it and mm-hmm. put my finger in it, it would have been sort of the consistency would have been more like uh, uh, what would be the uh, the equivalent, the metaphor, um, almost like a thick, uh, 
I mean, I'm thinking like margarine or butter yes, or something, but, but, but not yeah, so a little oily. bit thicker. Yeah, exactly. But not so yeah. oily. Yeah, that's definitely right? an accurate description because yeah. it is, um, you know, it's, it is firm, but it it does have some 92 degree coconut oil. So on contact of the warmth of your skin, it's going to start to, you know, liquefy a bit. Liquefy, yeah. Um, and it goes on really smooth. You ought to try some. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it goes I on really, yeah. tr- really smooth no, I'm, now. I'm not hurting. So oh, good. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll wait till I'm hurting. <laughs> By the way, I am not at all eye. Either my back was actually really hurting a lot before we consumed. Oh, CBD. really? Yeah. <laughs> I see That's why point. I wanted to I see stand a point. Up. And yeah. you actually, there is, you have a point. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm such a mental head. I don't pay attention to my body so yeah. much. But you're right. Before, I have a sciatic <laughs> oh, nerve type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just re- literally, as you speak, I realized that I'm not feeling that yeah. anymore. And I was kind of thinking, oh, I put it on my sciatica. But I'm like, I'm not feeling my sciatica. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Boom. That CBD did help that. That's a popular use for CBD. <laughs> yeah, but you see, like I, because I notice what's happening in my mind, yes. I'm recognizing that it also impacting my thought pattern, and so I, I, I do. I'm declaring yeah. that I reject this notion mm-hmm. of CBD not being psychoactive. You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I think not... it's important we define what that means, though. Yeah, know. true. Yeah. I, I, I will, I will still have to think about yeah. it. Uh, exactly mm-hmm. by the you know the the various criteria right. um, that I use to describe it from the perspective of right. metaphysics, mm-hmm. but it's almost like I feel like um, so why is it that I don't feel the pain? Again, the feeling of the pain is yet another neural pathway that's mm-hmm. being sort of pummeled, right. right? And therefore, it comes to my uh, conscious awareness. But with CBD, my mind just doesn't go there. But sometimes I feel it, like mm-hmm. it's still there. Mm-hmm. But only when I kind of pay attention to yeah, it, it's right. sort of fleeting. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? But it's still there. Like yeah. there's some kind of sensation in the sciatica, yeah. but it's almost like it doesn't have time, mm-hmm. going back to time, mm-hmm. to register in my conscious awareness. Yeah. It's the amount of times that I'm visiting it. Mm-hmm. And so it's fleeting. If we can describe the entire mental experience as a function of time, it's really fleeting. That ball passing that pipe so fast, right. it's there, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, I've, I've seen um, where cannabis in general uh, does help a lot of people to, I guess, dissociate or what I guess that's the word I'm going for, from physical pain. So it's kind of you're unpacking this physical pain and it's, you know, it's implications almost. So um, when you consume cannabis, a lot of people are able to separate themselves, even with the same pain level and intensity, they're still able to get relief by separating that physical effect from their emotional state Uh um, and making it a lot less impactful. And so, yeah, maybe you feel that you're still having that pain and it's not that you're numb or impossible to interpret it as pain, but it just is, it carries such a a lesson, you know, severity it's not with as your acute. emotional state. Yeah. yeah. And well, I think the emotional state relates to the amount of pain that you feel. Yeah. The more mm-hmm. pain. I remember. Go Sorry. Ahead. I Well, yes, yes, I agree. Except that in cannabis, they're showing like the amount of pain you feel may still be rated. And this is all you know, subjective. subjective yeah. um, still rated at, you know, level eight prior, level eight during if you got no pain relief. Yeah. But your your mental state, your ability to flex. You're able to detach from it. Yes. And, and your ability to work through that is elevated yeah, for yeah, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. What well, I mean there's with, with CBD? 
Yes. Or with THC? I think with both, and it just depends. Because yeah, with THC, yeah. I understand mm-hmm. how, the, uh, in fact, the more sativa, going back to that yeah. definition, yeah. right? The more head high you'll have, mm-hmm. the more you'll be in the observer perspective versus feeling, you know, the the, the sensory input. Mm-hmm. That is, you're more in your mind than your body, thus you've, you're noticing the pain, but you're noticing the pain as a narrative versus as an actual physical sensation. Right. So you're observing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can yeah. still rate it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like literally your, yeah, the narrator mm-hmm. of your own experience. Yeah, just doesn't like pack the yeah. punch that it did. But the question is with CBD, uh, since I can't have the CBD experience of someone else who's mm-hmm. not me, right. then I'm going to have to rely on other yeah. people's descriptions. But going back to this other yeah. thing that you've yeah. given me, the mm-hmm. sample. So as opposed to the other one that looked kind of waxy. right. You know, mm-hmm. this one looks more like a jello. Reminds me a little bit of mucus. Yeah, right. And that's uh, like a terrible yeah, way to not, describe it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that. it's not attractive, especially <laughs> considering. Do you guys consider coloring them with like natural? This is in a uh, a pump style tube, so yeah. you don't see it. Okay. Uh, it just pumps out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so, mucus yeah. sounds really bad. It doesn't. Well, I, don't I think, think the word I was bad, looking for, but I, I want it to be nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, how do you call <laughs> mucus? I mean, it's not it? or a, like it's not, yeah. not. <laughs> no, it's not really. Uh, it just looks like uh, like Jello, yeah, like yeah. Jello, yeah. And uh, so the, it, it has more smell. The active ingredients are, are um, you know, so they're both CBD infused. One's going to be raw CBD. That's the one you've got there that looks like snot, <laughs> yeah, which is more CBDA, right? It doesn't look like snot. What's a better word? I'm sorry. I, no, yeah. no. <laughs> and the other one, no, uh, that's our relieving. Pure, so, yeah. yeah, right. So that's the calming balm. Um, calming balm has other ingredients to make it um, calming to the skin. So for psoriasis and eczema, but we've seen a lot of applications for pain and mm. inflammation as well. Um, but it has a lemongrass lavender blend of essential oh, oils, that's what I'm which makes it really fragrant, super pleasant. Yes, yes, um, yes. It feels more balmy because it has a castor oil and, uh, God, I think it's beeswax, some kind of wax okay. in it, um, as opposed to the other one feels more like ointment-like. They both yeah. absorb really nicely, though. Um, and the other one has helchrysum, camphor, copaiba. There's just a lot of other active ingredients. Um, but there's not... Pl- there's not a bunch. They're all natural. Uh, there's less than nine ingredients in both of those combined. And we're getting a lot of good results. So I, re- I yeah. really want you to try it for your sciatica because, you know, of course, it wouldn't have any mental shift effect so on you. So should I try this one or the other one? Because the description you yeah. gave me, and if I'm to repeat, was that the other one is more CBD and this one more CBDA. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the benefit to, con- you know, using CBDA is the potential for it to be better at addressing inflammation than okay. CBD. But CBD is already great at that. Uh, so I think there's a lot of overlap between the two products, but I'd suggest the relieving salve because it's more intended for pain relief. The relieving salve was the wax The first one. one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry to talk about my products. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> for so uh, long, but uh, yeah, I hope she enjoys them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, interesting. Okay, so let's tie it all up. Um, what do you think CBD is doing? Like, what, what do you, I mean, you're an expert on CBD as far as I'm concerned. I, t- t- you tell me, so my explanation was limited to, you know, what I read and studied. Mm-hmm. What, what does CBD do mm-hmm. in our brain? Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> um, so the cool thing is we know a lot um, about what it does, but it's also kind of interesting that there's still so much more to know um, about how it does that. So um, primarily affects receptor sites um, and uh, God, I'm taking a course on this. So now, of course, everything's going to blank because we literally are talking about the specifics of exactly what it does um but you it impacts your system in multiple sites it's just so vast in what it's doing Uh um that you know for example in um god yeah now i'm forgetting all the terms (laughs) i didn't mean to put you on the spot no in certain cell types um it it has so many mechanisms of action that um you know it may impact three or four that we already know and identify uh the potential benefits there but like it may impact like 40 that we don't even know what that channel is really doing in the body so Uh we don't know fully what's happening but uh to boil it all down what it's doing um when dosed right, I think, which is important, um, is to promote balance in the body um, by uh, calming your neural firing uh, when it's over um, overstimulated and by promoting it when it's understimulated. Mm. Um, and so I think like it's that ball in a pipe explanation yeah um you, you just said, use different slightly different words yeah. yes yeah. receptors instead of neurotransmitters exactly yeah and and Fired up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think essentially it's like you had the explanation of that, that ball rolling in and retracting. Um, and sometimes cannabis can speed it up so much that it's firing like crazy, yeah. but also the body can just get stuck in a, in a scenario yeah. where you're over firing like that. And CBD is nice for the, the, the fact that it comes in and it kind of quiets that response. Yeah. Or for example, that ball has kind of gotten stuck somewhere and it's not really firing like it should be. CBD Maybe, has the ability yeah. of clear, kind of clearing that to allow. Yeah. And I've described that as the actual concrete experience as my thought it's hard for me to focus it because it's just like, you know, we said before, it's like it goes in other directions on right. its own. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a receptivity to it. So the ball is kind of being moved, almost mm-hmm. like being pushed mm-hmm. to move. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's very hard for me to focus on one thought mm-hmm. very, very deeply just because, you know, it's almost like, yeah, that ball is encouraged to leave that pipe mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as opposed to, and this is one of the reasons why I like smoking THC. Uh, both indica and sativa mm-hmm. for different reasons to give me that mental drill, the ability of mental drilling, the mental focus on something, let it be abstract or concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. So we basically said the same thing in, in different, different words. Different ways. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think uh, time will tell exactly what mechanisms of action that are involved yeah. in their specific um, outcome. But yeah. Uh, right now, you know, the the main point is we know that it helps you to regulate a ton of different responses, not just yeah. neural, um, you know, but communication between cell types. Yeah. And um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think that uh, the idea behind metaphysics mm-hmm. is that you don't need to study every movement of every molecule mm-hmm. in order to figure out what's happening in the mind, mm-hmm. because the mental experience is still objective. There's still an objective layer to the mental experience. The only problem is that we can only access it subjectively. And so when we're trying to, did you lose me there yeah. in the abstract? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like you were a little more abstract before you smoke. Am I maybe, right? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah? Are you saying maybe at what percent? Oh, well, uh, maybe because I never fully, like I just, you, you say abstract and concrete, and I know what those terms mean, but I never it never clicks with me, like... I, what I really it mean. almost <laughs> feels to me like when uh, when I'm sp- sp- speaking speaking abstractly and literally, I basically describe how the mind works. Yeah. The mind is abstract is naked of form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not something concrete that I can say. You know, like the pipe in the bowl, yeah, right? Right. So I'm talking about the mind in terms of the the manner of operation. And I I felt that before you smoked, you had a better ability to uh, not a better ability. I shouldn't say better or worse. I'm going to say like you you were you were able to follow my yes, uh, yes. would you agree yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 so so obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> is not psychoactive right now of course it's psychoactive there was a change um and not this but if we don't give a judgment yeah. if we don't say it's good or bad right. and if we're not afraid of naming it right uh because oh my god now they're gonna you know prohibit the use of cbd right. I think that you're absolutely right in the sense that THC intensifies the mental experience mm-hmm. in manners that are obviously not neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. CBD doesn't because most people, their mind is kind of all over the place a little bit, mm-hmm. and yet they're able to run a normal conversation. So right. CBD kind of regulates that and and therefore, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the, the understanding, the working out what exactly is happening in our mind. Yeah. In mental terms, not mm-hmm. in molecule terms, not in concrete terms, that is in abstract terms, abstract and literal, mm-hmm. right? We're describing literally what's happening right. in the mind. Right. Oh, yeah, my short-term memory loss was abstract. Mm-hmm. No, was concrete, you know? What's the difference? Am I remembering why I came to the kitchen? Concrete. Mm-hmm. Or am I remembering... Um, remembering how the mind works, remembering what abstract and concrete really means. Mm-hmm. That's an abstract thing to remember, right? right? So mm-hmm. we, it seems to me that your concrete memory ability, short-term memory improved mm-hmm. concretely, but your abstract uh, memory um, abilities have decreased. Yeah. And the idea in metaphysics is that everything is a roller coaster. Everything is a swing. Everything is a seesaw mm-hmm. of something. Everything is a dichotomy. If you think of a seesaw that is really steep, you're describing a circle. Yeah. Right? right. We came back to that same mm-hmm. speedometer. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea. That's the idea behind metaphysics to kind of wrap that discussion of sativa versus indiga and how do we tag marijuana and what what um, I do here in uh, Creog Institute uh, Consciousness Research Institute. Why um, am I testing marijuana with multiple people? And why interview people who who smoke marijuana? And how we're using this, you know, experience being altered by marijuana in order to figure out why how the mind works? Uh, because marijuana changes our perception of time, causing us, you know, the perception of time is not always detectable. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But it causes an immediate shift in the way we relate to the world, either as the narrator or as the experiencer, the narrator being usually abstract, the experiencer always concrete because experience is always physical. Mm-hmm. And that shift is causing all other symptoms of high or of relaxation or of calming because... 
You know, we all know you could be really, really tight and somebody's going to let you smoke lemongrass or whatever the fuck you're smoking, right? <laughs> and you're still not going to feel a thing because you're, you know, but give them a joint. Mm -hmm. Done, yeah. right? right? So, yeah. Anything, any branch we haven't closed or something? Oh, gosh. There were, there were a few branches. I thought this, you know, selected branches more this time than... Uh, yeah, our, our unaired episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely it definitely taken <laughs> taken its own direction, and I I love it. Like yeah. I've learned so much, so I want to thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming here and teaching me uh, so much about CBD, and actually pushing me towards trying it out because I I tend to avoid it, mm -hmm. and uh, it's an important piece of the research, yeah. and I'm definitely yeah. skewed toward trying things right. I'm enjoying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, of uh, which I think is human nature. Um, so, um, could I suggest CBD THC one to one ratios when you smoke? Actually, so I've tested that okay. as, of, as of late, uh -huh. and um, I tried one to one, didn't yeah. work for me. Okay, I tried uh, two to one, okay. so so, yeah, but yeah. I, then I tried four to one. Yeah, um, and that worked. Yeah, four to one worked for me. Awesome. So that that combo, it's like it, what what it did is like, and I think it was a sativa, I mm -hmm. believe. I think. I don't remember. It was a few weeks ago. I documented it though, so I have it written somewhere. Um, I had the same ability to mentally drill, mentally focus on right. something. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember again, it was sativa or indica or concrete or abstract, really. Mm -hmm. um, I say sativa or indica, then I should say abstract or concrete because sativa makes me think, uh, makes my literal thought mm -hmm. abstract and indica makes my literal thought concrete. Mm -hmm. um, but the mania, the the man, the the the, the manic manner with mm -hmm. which it happens with pure THC was not there. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, almost like a reduction in the intensity of the experience yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was positive, mm -hmm. but it was just the right balance that it wasn't too much. Yes, you know, perfect <laughs> uh, to give me the just the right experience mm -hmm. with one to one for some reason. The experience it, it's almost like felt like the THC was. I was getting that intensity and that manic experience, oh. but at the same time, it was getting killed all the time. So it's mm -hmm. almost like I was experiencing both at once, mm -hmm. like the state I'm in now yeah. and the state of being yeah. high. And so none of them was enjoyable. Interesting. This is, I can get used to this, yeah. but if I want to do my work, mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want to smoke CBD. Well, I think that's the cool thing, though. Like you have access to high CBD or high THC or one to one or four to one or two to one, yeah, like whatever yeah. matches It's really yours, amazing so. what what's being created right now. In and this is it's almost like funny to me. You were asking me before when we were not on podcast. Maybe that can be a nice little a last little tidbit here yeah. about how marijuana is in Israel. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I actually wrote an article about it. It's on uh, HTTP colon forward slash um, creorg.institute, C-R-I-O-R-G.institute. Just go to articles and it's there. Um, it's an article about is, is Israel a superpower when it comes to cannabis research? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all know that it was an Israeli named uh, Dr. Rafael Meshulam mm -hmm. who discovered THC and uh, Israel is uh, definitely, no doubt, is um, has made tremendous advances in the study of marijuana and considered to be uh, somewhat of a cannabis superpower. And that's true That's true in some dimensions, mm -hmm. in some realms, in some spaces of the industry, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the mapping of the genome. Yeah. 
But when it comes to the actual production of product and the ability to understand what it does, Israel is, I would say, um, biting the dust. Oh, wow. Extremely behind the curveball. Do you say the curveball? Did I just butcher an expression? Can you say behind the, <laughs> behind the, not the curveball? The curve. Behind the curve. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Threw me a curveball. See, I, I mixed, <laughs> yeah. I mixed, I mixed metaphors. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I mixed, uh, yeah, it worked. Right? Um, definitely. So I'll give you an example. Um, this ability here in this free market, this is the power of capitalism, right? This ability here in this market to produce all these things, what your mom and dad, mom and dad pop shop is doing with CBD, what other companies are doing with right. the combo of THC and CBD, right. what you know, Root Down is doing, mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. Fat Panda, is creating such a vast uh, array, such a myriad set of products mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say such a mirror. It's like such a vast set of products that allows people to truly test things. Thus, the users, the growers, the industry itself becomes the the studying body. Yeah. Marijuana study has, I would say, escape. I would dare use the term escaped, um, and essentially developed on its own, like a weed mm-hmm. outside of the garden. <laughs> Outside of the garden of academia mm-hmm. and outside of the garden of um, official governmental health right. uh, medical, uh, medical. Yeah. like it's it's developing itself here in the United States. And the research I'm doing here with marijuana, with the impact of the mind, I could not have done in Israel. Mm. And so there is a significance, there's a significant um, um, deficiency in the manner with which marijuana is being subscribed to people Mm. and because the experience is so strain specific there is a lot of uh upheaval and even even after the recent marijuana reform in israel Mm. marijuana in israel is only legal uh uh, as medical marijuana and only through regularly through doctors i forgot to mention that that's kind of important Uh, we always assume that everybody knows what we do but no you can't go and buy marijuana in israel wow and so the patients are dependent on doctors who usually and most commonly never even smoke marijuana in their lives uh i'll give you a a great example in israel if you've ever experienced a panic attack Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to you're never going to be given a um prescription that is one of the uh, the big no-nos. Wow. Why? Because we know that some marijuana can cause paranoia right. and panic, but obviously it's also one of the best medications right. for for that. Right. And so there's a lack of understanding mm-hmm. that is that is due to the lack of use. Yeah. Some things can only be uh, experienced directly right. and personally. Mm-hmm. It's a subjective experience, but you know, a, a scientist that looks at marijuana under a microscope cannot cannot sense. The shift in time perception, the shift in time perception right. is metaphysical. Mm-hmm. It is not physical. You mm-hmm. can't look in the microphone for the metaf- uh, Microsoft uh, micro. See what this pot does to me? Yeah. You can't <laughs> look under the microscope. If I slowed it down, so it's better. It's almost like it's forcing me to slow down. Uh, you can't find under the microscope anything metaphysical. So you won't be able to test right. what happens to your short term memory. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to detect whether it's helping you. Uh, become more abstract or concrete. Mm-hmm. And this abstract versus concrete has unbelievable implications. For example, for the world of autism. Right. Smarty autistics are extremely abstract thinkers. Uh, and wisey autistics are um, extremely concrete. 
and always present with the experience, mm-hmm. almost never with thought. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think that uh, the Achilles heel of scientific research is this, uh, uh, the restrictions that federal governments, uh, governments mm-hmm. in general have on the use of, of marijuana and, and academia was left behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's the kind of story with Israel. Wow. Uh, it's I fascinating. Mean, so there's like not a lot of personal use. It's only... Oh, there's tons of personal okay. use, but it's all underground. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, it's horrible because then what you get, you get crap. Yeah. I know personally of an individual who, you know, got marijuana that was mixed with other stuff that he didn't know and wow. he had schizophrenia developing as a result. Mm-hmm. And, that's funny too, because if you know, like once we realize how marijuana works, there's marijuana for those who have schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Some marijuana strains depends if you're wise or smarty. Some marijuana strains will alleviate schizophrenia, but <laughs> others will cause it. Right. So right. again, that polarity, mm-hmm. right? That spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, legalization is is powerful, yeah. and at the same time, we're lacking knowledge, yeah. and so everybody's right. You know, um, I'm starting to think over time that I'm in favor of legalization, but also on regulation oh. and some, somehow having a system where I mean, if we have the right knowledge, then legalization can, can be, can be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's a whole separate discussion. Yeah. And, yeah. Could be a podcast in yes, itself. <laughs> yes, in itself. Absolutely. So that's, I wanted to thank you again for coming and sharing your wonderful products and <laughs> wisdom. Thank you. And um, sharing that pleasure. marijuana with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that CBD. That was interesting. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't um, you know, contaminate your headspace too much with it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, you know, we spoke about it last time you were right in the episode we recorded. It's a, it's, to me, it's a two hour cycle. Yeah. There's that first mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes when it's really intense right. and it was almost unpleasant right. and then kind of like tapered off. Yeah. And the, the impact of THC is so intense, mm-hmm. but with CBD, it's obviously less. So, yeah. so even the tapering off is barely noticeable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine that, let's see, it's one forty-five, So probably in an hour, I mm-hmm. won't even have any, probably half an hour, right. I won't have any residue yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully just like sleep really well tonight or something. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. Because that could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, thank you, Jessica. Till next you. time. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Oh, I forgot to say that there's a whole spiel that I that I say. So let, let me pull <laughs> it. I have that paper. <laughs> Decoding Cannabis is brought to you by Consciousness Research Institute in Spokane, Washington. Didn't need to say that because I think we spoke about the institute already. Uh, to learn more, go to creorg.institute. That's C-R-I-O-R-G.institute. Our Facebook page is called How Marijuana Works. And you can tag us on Facebook by using How 420 Works. The music for the podcast, that's important was created by Andy Rumsey. To hear more, go to andyrumsey.com to search for Andy on iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, or Spotify. You can do that. Um, He's in all these places. From Spokane, Washington, this is Erez Batat. uh, Wishing you the best. Smoke responsibly.
Can't believe a word you say. 